Hello everybody and welcome to my podcast. So now we are going to start with our second chapter of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone which is the first book of Harry Potter and the second chapter name is The Vanishing Glass. Nearly 10 years had passed since the Dursleys had woken up to find their nephew on the front step but private drive had hardly changed at all the sun rose on the same tidy front gardens and lit up the brass number 4 on the Dursleys front door it crept into the their living room which was almost exactly the same as it had been on the night when Mr Dursley had seen the that fateful news report about the owls only the photographs on the mantelpiece really showed how much time had passed 10 years ago there had been lots of pictures of what looked like a large pink beach ball wearing different colored bobble hats but dudley dursley was no longer like a baby and now the photograph showed a large blonde boy riding his first bicycle on a roundabout at the fair playing a computer game with his father being hugged and kissed by his mother the room held no sign at the at all that another boy lived in this house too yet harry potter was still there asleep at the moment but not for long his aunt petuna was awake and it was her shrill voice which made the first noise of the day up get up now harry woke with a start his aunt petuna aunt rapped on the door again up she screeched harry heard her waking towards walking towards the kitchen and then the sound of the frying pan being put on the cooker he rolled on this on his back and tried to remember the dream he had been having it had been a good one there had been a flying motorbike in it he had a funny feeling he'd had the same dream before his aunt was back outside the door are you up yet she demanded nearly said harry well get on get a move on i want you to look after the bacon and don't you dare let it burn i want everything perfect on daddy's birthday harry groaned what did you say aunt snapped through the door nothing nothing daddy's birthday how could he have forgotten harry got slowly out of the bed and started looking for socks he found a pair his bed and after pulling a spider off one of them put them on harry was used to spiders because the cupboard under the stairs was full of them and that was where he slept when he was dressed where he went down the hall into the t- kitchen the table was almost hidden beneath old dudley's birthday presents it looked as though dudley had got the new computer he wanted not to mention the second television and the racing bike exactly why dudley wanted a racing bike was a mystery to harry as dudley was very fat and hated exercise unless of course it involved punching somebody dudley his favorite punching punch bag was harry but it couldn't often catch him harry didn't look it but he was very fast perhaps it was something to do with living in a dark cupboard but harry had always been small and skinny 
for his age he looked even smaller and skinnier than he really was because all he had to wear were old clothes of dudley's and dudley was about four times bigger than he was had he had a thin face nobly knees black hair and a bright green eyes he wore round glasses held together with a lot of cello tape because all of the times dudley had punched them him on the nose the only thing harry liked about his own appearance was a very thin scar on his forehead which was shaped like a bolt of lightning uh, he had had it as long as he could remember and the first question he could ever remember asking his aunt petuna was how he got it in the car crash when your parents died she had said and don't ask questions don't ask questions that was the first rule for a quiet life with the dosleys uncle warner entered the kitchen as harry was returning uh, over the bacon comb your hair he barked by the way of a morning greeting about once a week uncle warner looked over the top of his newspaper and shouted that harry needed a haircut harry must have had more haircuts than the rest of the boys in his class put together but it made no difference his hair simply grew that way all over the place harry was fry- frying eggs by the time dudley arrived in the kitchen with his mother dudley looked a lot like uncle warner he had a large pink face not much neck small watery blue eyes and thick blonde hair that lay smoothly on his thick fat head and petuna often said that dudley looked like a baby angel Harry often said that Dudley looked like a ping in a wig. Harry put the plates of egg and bacon on the table, which was difficult as there wasn't much room. Dudley, meanwhile, was counting his presents. His face fell. Thirty-six, he said, looking up at his mother and father. That's two less than last year, darling. You haven't counted Auntie Margie's present. See. It's here under the big one from Mommy and Daddy. All right, thirty-seven. Then said Dudley, going red in the face. Harry, who could see a huge Dudley tantrum coming on, began wolfing down his bacon as fast as possible in case Dudley turned the table over. Aunt Petuna obviously scented danger too, because she said quickly, "And we'll buy you another two presents while we are out today." How that pumpkin! Two more presents. Is that all right? Dudley thought for a moment. It looked like hard work. Finally, he said slowly, "So I'll have thirty, thirty, thirty-nine sweet tums," said Aunt Petuna. Oh, Dudley said, down heavily and grabbed the nearest parcel. All right then, Uncle Warren chuckled. Little Tyke wants his money worse, just like his father. Atta boy, Dudley. He ruffled Dudley's hair. At that moment, the telephone rang, and Aunt Petuna went to answer it. While Harry and Uncle Vernon watched Dudley unwrap the racing bike and assign camera, a remote-controlled airplane, sixteen new computer games, and a video recorder, he was ripping the paper off a gold wristwatch when Aunt Petuna came back. From the telephone, looking both angry and worried. Bad news, Vernon," she said. "Mrs. Figs 
broken her leg. She can't take him. She jerked her head in Harry's direction. Dudley's mouth fell open in horror, but Harry's heart gave a leap. Every year on Dudley's birthday, his parents look him and a friend out for the day to adventure parks, hamburger bars on the cinema. Every year, Harry was left behind with Mrs. Fig, a mad old lady who lived two streets away. Harry hated it there. The whole house smelled of cabbage and Mrs. Fig made him look at photographs of all the cats she'd ever owned. Now what? said Aunt Petuna, looking furiously at Harry as though he'd planned this. Harry knew he ought to feel sorry that Mrs. Fig had broken her leg, but it wasn't easy when he reminded himself it would be a whole year before he had looked at Tibbles, Snowy, Mr. Paws, and Tufty again. He could phone Marge, Uncle Vernon suggested. Don't be silly, Vernon, she hates the boy. The Dursleys often spoke about Harry like this, as though he wasn't there, or rather, as though he was smooth something very nasty that couldn't understand them like a slug. What about what, her name, your friend Yanni? On holiday in Majorica, snapped Aunt Petuna. You could just leave me here, Harry put in hopefully. He'd be able to watch what he wanted on television for a change and maybe even have a go on Dudley's computer. Aunt Petuna looked as though she'd just swallowed a lemon. And come back and find the house in ruins? She snarled. I won't blow up the house, said Harry, but they weren't listening. I suppose we could take him to the zoo, said Aunt Petuna slowly, and leave him in the car. That car's new. He's not sitting in it alone. Dudley began to cry loudly. In fact, he wasn't really crying. It had been years since he really cried, but he knew that if he screwed up his face and wailed, his mother would give him anything he wanted. Dingy Daddy Dums, don't cry. Mummy won't let him spoil your, spoil your special day, she cried, flinging her arms around him. I don't want him to, to, to come. Dudley yelled between huge pretended sobs. He always spoils everything. He shot Harry a nasty grin through the gap in, the, in his mother's arms. Just then the doorbell rang. Oh, good lord, they're here, said Aunt Petuna frantically. And a moment later, Dudley's best friend, Pierce Pocus, walked in with his mother. Pierce was a scrawny boy with a face like a rat, usually the one who held people's arms behind their backs while Dudley hit him them. Dudley stopped pretending to cry at once. Half an hour later, Harry, who couldn't believe his luck, was sitting in the back of the Dursley's car with Pierce and Dudley on the way to zoo to the for the first time in his life, his aunt and uncle hadn't been able to think of anything else to do with him. But before they'd left, Uncle Vernon had taken Harry aside. I'm warning you, he had said, putting his large purple face right up to close as to Harry's. I'm warning you now, boy. Any funny business, anything at all? 
and you will be in the cupboard from until now from now until christmas i'm not going to do anything said harry honestly but uncle vernon didn't believe him no one ever did the problem was strange things often happen around harry and it was just no good telling the dursleys he didn't make it them happen once aunt petuna tired of harry coming back from the barber's looking as though he hadn't been at all and had taken a pair of kitchen scissors and cut his hair so short he was almost bald except for his fringe which she left to hide the horrible scar dudley had laughed himself silly at harry who spent a sleepless night imagining school the next day where he was already laughed at for his baggy clothes and sallow taped glasses next morning however he had got up to find his hair exactly as it had been before aunt petuna had sheared it off he had been given a week in his cupboard for this even though he had tried tried to explain that he couldn't explain how it had grown back so quickly another time aunt petuna had been trying to force him into a revolting old jumpers of dudley's brown with orange bubbles he the harder she tried to pull it over his head the smaller it seemed to become until finally it might have fitted a glove puppet but certainly wouldn't fit harry and petuna had decided it must have shrunk in the wash and to the, his great relief harry wasn't punished on the other hand he'd got into trouble terrible trouble for being found on the roof of the school kitchens dudley's gang had been chasing him as usual when as much or to harry's surprise as anyone else there he was sitting on the chimney the dursleys had received a very angry letter from harry's headmistress telling them harry had been climbing school buildings but all he tried to do was jump behind the big bins outside the kitchen doors harry supposed that the wind must have caught him in mid jump as he shouted at uncle vernon through the locked door of his cupboard but today nothing was going to go wrong it was even the worst being with dudley and peers to be spending the day somewhere that wasn't school his cupboard and or mrs fidge cabbage smelling uh, smelling ribbon room while he drove uncle vernon complained to aunt petuna he liked to complain about things people at work harry the council harry the bank and harry were just a few of his favorite subjects this morning it was motorbikes roaring along like manics the young hoodlums he said as a motorbike overtook them i had a dream about a motorbike said harry remembering suddenly it was flying uncle vernon nearly crashed into the car in front he turned right around in his seat and yelled at harry his face like a giant gigantic breed root with a mustache motorbikes don't fly dudley and pierce sniggered i don't i know they don't said harry it was only a dream but he wished he hadn't said anything if there was n- one thing the dursleys hated even more than his asking questions was it was his talking about anything acting in a way it shouldn't no matter if it was in a dream or even a cartoon they seemed to think he might get dangerous ideas 
It was a very sunny Saturday and the zoo was crowded with families. The Dursleys bought Dudley and Pierce large chocolate ice creams in the entrance and then, because the smiling lady in the van had asked Harry what he wanted before they could hurry him away, they bought him a cheap lemon ice lolly. It wasn't bad either, Harry thought, licking it and as they watch, uh, watched a gorilla scratching its head and looking remarkably like Dudley, except that it wasn't blonde. Harry had the best morning he'd had in a long time. He was cheerful to walk a little away, little way apart from the Dursleys so that Dudley and Pierce, were, who were stare, starting to get bored with the animals by lunchtime, wouldn't fall back on their favorite hobby of hitting. They ate in the zoo's restaurant, and when Dudley had a tent rum because his knickerbocker glory wasn't big enough, Uncle Vernon bought him another one, and Harry was allowed to finish the first Harry felt afterwards that he should have known it was all too good to last. After lunch, they uh, went to the reptile house. It was cool and dark in here with lit windows all along the walls. Behind the glass, all sorts of lizards and snakes were crawling on, slithering over bits of woods and stone. Dudley and Pierce pythons Beers uh, wanted to see huge poisonous cobras and thick man-crushing pythons. Dudley quickly found the largest snake in the place. It could have wrapped its body twice Uncle Vernon's car and crushed it into a dustbin. But at that moment, it didn't. Look in the mood. It, in fact, it was fast asleep. Dudley stood with his nose pressed against the glass, staring at glistening brown coils. Make it move. Make it move. He went at his father. Uncle Vernon dabbed on the glass, but the snake didn't budge. Do it again, Dudley ordered. Uncle Vernon rapped the glass madly with his knuckles, but the snake just snoozed on. This is boring, Dudley moaned. He shuffled away. Harry moved in the front to of the tank and looked intently at the snake. He wouldn't have been surprised if it had died of boredom itself. No company except stupid people drumming their fingers on the glass trying to disturb it all day long. It was worse than having a cupboard as a bedroom where the only visitor was Aunt Petuna hammering on the door to wake you up. At last, he got to visit the rest of the house. The snake suddenly opened its beady eyes slowly, very slowly. It raised its head until its eyes were on the level with Harry's. It winked. Harry stared. Then he looked quickly around to see if anyone was watching. They weren't. He looked back at the snake and winked too. The snake jerked its head towards Uncle Vernon and Dudley then raised its eyes to the ceiling and gave Harry a look that said quietly, plainly, I get that all the time. I know, Harry murmured through the glass, though, though he wasn't sure the snake could hear him. It must be really annoying, the snake nodded vigorously. Where do you come from, anyway? Harry asked. The snake jabbed its tail at a little sign next to the glass. Harry peered at it. Boa Constrictor Brazil. 
was it nice there the boa constrictor jabbled its tail at the sign again and harry read on the spicy man was bred in the zoo oh i see so you've never been to brazil as the snake shook its head a defiant shout behind harry made both of them jump dudley mr dudley come on look at the snake you won't believe what is doing dudley came waddling towards them as fast as he could out of the way you said punching harry and the ribs could by surprise harry fell hard on the concrete floor what came next happened so fast no one saw how it happened one second piers and dudley were la- leaning right up close to the glass the next day they had leapt back with howls of horror Harry sat up and gasped the glass front of the bow constrictor tank had vanished the great snake was uncoiling itself rapidly slithering out on the floor people throughout the reptile house screamed and started running for the exits as the snake slid swiftly past him harry could have sworn a low hissing voice said brazil here i come thanks amigo the keeper of the reptile house was in shock but the glass he kept saying where did the glass go the zoo director himself made aunt petuna a cup of strong sweet tea while he apologized over and over again pierce and dudley could only gibber as far as harry had seen the snake hadn't done anything except snap playfully at their heels as it passed but the time they were all back in uncle vernon's car dudley was telling them how it had nearly bitten off his leg while pierce was swearing it had tried to squeeze him to death but worst of all for harry at least was pierce coming down enough to say harry was talking to it weren't you harry uncle vernon waited until pierce was safely out of this house before starting on harry he was so angry he could hardly speak he managed to say go cupboard stay no means before he collapsed into a chair and aunt petuna had to run to get him a large brandy harry lay in his dark cupboard and much later wishing he had a watch he didn't know what time it was and he couldn't be sure the dursleys were asleep yet until they were the he couldn't risk sneaking to the kitchen for some food he lived with the dursleys almost 10 years 10 miserable years as long as he could remember ever since he'd been a baby and his parents had died in the car in that car crash he couldn't remember being in the car when his parents had died sometimes when he strained his memory during long hours in the his cupboard he came up with a strange vision a blinding flash of green light and a burning pain in his forehead this he supposed was the crash though he couldn't imagine where all the green light came from he couldn't remember his parents at all his aunt and uncle never spoke about them and of course he was forbidden to ask questions there were no photographs of them in the house when he had been younger harry had dreamed and dreamed of some unknown relation coming to take him away but it had never happened the dursleys were his only family yet sometimes he thought or maybe hoped that strangers in the street 
seemed to know him. Very strange strangers they were too. A tiny man in a violet top hat had bowed to him once while out shopping with Aunt Petuna with Dudley. After asking uh, Harry furiously uh, if he knew the man, Aunt Petuna had rushed them out of the shop without buying anything. A wild-looking old woman, dressed all in green, and had waved merrily at him once on a bus. A bald man in a very long purple coat had actually shaken his hand in the street the other day and then walked away without a word. The weirdest thing about all these people was the way they seemed to vanish. The second Harry tried to get a closer look. At second, school harry had no one everyone knew that dudley gang hated that or harry potter in his baggy old clothes and broken glasses and nobody liked to disagree with dudley's gang now um this chapter is completed chapter uh, which is chapter two the vanishing glass and now in our next podcast we are going to start with our chapter three which is the letters from no one till then i hope that you liked my podcast and please follow me on spotify and other platforms so that you can know when i am posting a new podcast thank you